This episode of Fermented Adventure the Podcast is a collaboration episode with Alfonso and Eric of Cocktails and Spirits Podcast. We also speak about Velour Spirits. We had an amazing time talking bartending, spirits, tequila. Be sure to reach out to Alfonso and Eric of Cocktails and Spirits Podcast and let them know what you thought about this podcast. Cheers! Ladies and gentlemen, craft spirit enthusiasts, and those interested in the intoxicating world of craft distilleries, cideries, meaderies, wineries, and the occasional foray into breweries. It's Rich Shane, and welcome to Fermented Adventure, the podcast, where we bring you the fascinating people that are making the mash, fermenting, distilling, bottling, pouring, and delivering to you some of the finest libations in the world. Before we get started, here are a few housekeeping items. Thank you for bringing the podcast into wherever you are and whatever you're doing. We truly are grateful that you've chosen to listen and make us part of your day. It would mean the world to us if you left a five-star review. This helps us climb in the rankings and it makes it easier for others to find us. Don't hesitate to leave us your comments as well. If the podcast didn't meet your expectations, tell us why. We're always striving to improve. You can find us at fermentedadventure.com. We are on Instagram and Facebook as Fermented Adventure. Email us at fermentedadventure at gmail.com. All right, FA Nation, let's meet our guests. I'm Rich Shane, and welcome to the Fermented Adventure podcast. And I am joined by Alfonso and Eric, Cocktails and Spirits podcast. Gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Rich, thanks for having us on. We're excited. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is going to be awesome, fun yeah. because while you're on Fermented Adventure, the podcast, I'm on Cocktails and Spirits podcast, and we're going to do a joint thing. We have no idea where this is going to go, <laughs> but we have tequila, and uh, that's always a good thing to start out the night with. We oh, yeah. met at Tales of the Cocktail, and like I said, there is so much going on with you guys. How did what you do get started? Because there's tequila. There's the podcast, there's cocktails, there's spirits. What's going on? Man, it's a, I feel like sometimes we ask each other that. How, yep. do, how do we end up here? And you see, I don't know if you see that shirt Eric is wearing. That's our that's our uh, company, uh, apparel company brand as well. So yep. we do. Cover threads, cool. Yeah, we do a ton of things uh, that, you know, that keep us happy and are a great hobby. And, you know, we we go for it. It, it The way it started is I'm, I'm a bartender and during 2021 i really wanted to expand the you know what i know about bartending and started reading a lot about craft cocktails and i needed people to try those cocktails on and uh luckily and, I, and i've always been passionate about drinking alcohol <laughs> <laughs> and uh, luckily eric and uh, his girlfriend christina were uh, some great guinea pigs and then that's how it started. We were just drinking a, a, a ton of cocktails, uh, trying different recipes. One th cool thing about Eric is he doesn't like uh, sweet cocktails, so he was always a, a yeah. good uh, a good judge that's not harsh and gave uh, positive feedback and uh, or what could make the cocktail better. From there, we moved on to tequila, and it just <laughs> that just kind of expanded way more than we wanted it to, right, Eric? Yeah, yeah. I mean. Like, like just like everybody else my experience with tequila wasn't all that great you know just you know your traditional market you know stuff that's out there that's marketed um and yeah uh knowing uh a little bit more about what good tequila is really about is what really was really you know captivating and just led us down this huge rabbit hole that has been opening doors you know for us you know on, on a daily basis it's been amazing all right. So first of all, I love sweet cocktails. I love savory cocktails. <laughs> yeah. I am very disappointed. I wasn't part of this uh, big research project. Yeah, yeah. It, it sounds like this was a lot of fun just to understand, you know, what cocktails, the mixing, the different variations on um, pours and ingredients. I don't want to just gloss over that from a standpoint that this still seems like something that you're really passionate about, Alfonso. Yeah. Well, and you know, one thing is that I'm going back to it um, because I feel like when you do a lot of things, it's hard to, you know, do all of them well. So I kind of lost, I do feel like over the last five months, I let a little bit of the cocktails go, 
but I'm trying to come back to it because I realized it's what I like the most. It, for example, I'm, I'm making more recipes. And today, for example, at work, I made I'm trying to come up with a Halloween drink, which we have to do. And I made a Halloween drink that was the exact same. Three of them were the same. But each three of them, each one of them, I mean, had a different spec that was different and they all tasted completely different. And then I get the opinion of, you know, several coworkers, which one do you like better? What do you think of that one? And, you know, the just the simple thing. Oh, this one's too, too tart, too sweet. This one, you know, you it's balanced. So that's kind of what I was looking for. That's kind of what Eric, uh, Eric and my wife, Lucy, helped me um, create the best cocktails. His girlfriend, Christina, helps my morale because she thinks everything is good. <laughs> so, you know, so she she uh, makes me feel good about every drink. And uh, Eric and Lucy, my wife, which you met at Tales of the Cocktail, you know, they tell me they give me good advice, good, uh, uh, good, uh, you know, good criticism. So that's always good. So you mentioned coworkers. Yeah. And I'm sure there is some place where people can enjoy one of these Halloween cocktails. Are you allowed mm-hmm. to talk about where they can find you? Yeah, I'm uh, Mama's Comfort Food and Cocktails in Los Alamitos. Okay, now we will know where to find you around yeah, Halloween man. for these yeah, cocktails. <laughs> yeah, everyone. So, Eric, I mean, yes. being being a guinea pig as you are, um, yeah. have you, you know, what is it about cocktails for you you know, because people have and gravitate to, towards what they like, right? I mean, it could have been beer, yeah. it could have been wine, it could have been something, but you like and, and enjoy cocktails. What is it for you about cocktails? So prior to uh, um, experiencing a, a, a nice, well-balanced cocktail, I mean, you know, my, my go-to drink was beer, uh, you know, craft beer. Um, for the same reason that, yeah, I, I don't really like uh, sweet stuff. Uh, uh, sugar stuff is not really my forte anymore. Um, so my previous experience with cocktail was, you know, your traditional Long Islands or, or you know, your adioses, all your sweet, you know, sweet and, you know, and sour stuff that's really overbearing and gives you those, you know, hangovers the next day when you regret, you know, you drink so much. And so that was my experience. And by, you know, being the guinea pig, like you said, <laughs> uh, for uh, for uh, Alfonso's experiments, I, I learned that there's much more. There's so much more that's out there, and so many variations that are actually good and enjoyable. Um, so now, I look for something that's nice and balanced, where you get a little bit of the sweetness, but also you get the the peppery and and the uh, a little bit of the um, well, in, in our case, the mezcal um, and agave that I really enjoy. Yeah. So one thing we've learned, um, and I feel like, you know, Rich, you, you've probably learned as well as as you talk to everyone who makes, you know, spirits or or I'm not going to say beer and wine, because although they are used in cocktails, it's I haven't had experience with it, uh, but I know they do do it. But in spirits, you you don't want to mask the spirit in a cocktail. You still want to let it, you know, be alive there. And I feel like you the, it's hard it's it's a challenge but you you got to know how to mix it and how to get that spirit to still be alive in in the cocktail so that's kind of like what the goal is now that's what we look for that's when we go to a bar restaurant we look to be able to enjoy a cocktail where you can still taste the spirit you know where we're not the type of person that goes like oh we don't want to taste the alcohol on this cocktail so we want something sweet if that was the case we would drink juice uh, we're looking for a cocktail that's complex that yeah. if it's on the menu and it, you know, I look at the ingredients, I look at what's listed and it's intriguing enough to order it. And when I order it, I want to be able to, to find those flavors and try to figure out how they use it. Cause sometimes restaurants list cocktails and the ingredients. And I'm wondering like, okay, how did they use it? You know? And sometimes it's in a, it's in a rim. Sometimes in a the simple syrup. Uh, sometimes it's like a soda water, special soda waters in infusion. So it's kind of like just trying to figure that out. And that's kind of what we look for when we go out for a drink or when I'm trying to make a drink. That's kind of like we we want to get those flavors in a nice, fun way into the cocktail. Yeah. And Alfonso explains it to me all the time in a very easy way. And I think everybody can understand it's just like cooking. Mm-hmm. When you cook, you use certain ingredients and you want those ingredients to be part of your dish. And that's the same thing that we look for when we're 
uh, drinking the cocktail. To both of your points, that drives me and Dawn crazy when we go out for cocktails and you can't find the spirit or you can't mm-hmm. find spirits. And yeah. one of the things that we'll always talk about is when somebody presents their vodka and say, they'll say it's odorless, it's tasteless. And that to me is not vodka. Mm-hmm. That to me is just, you just took a neutral grain spirit <laughs> yeah. and you basically stripped out everything. All those flavors. And, and I don't know what it's supposed to be for, because if you have a really nice vodka and a nice craft cocktail, and that vodka still has some personality or still shines in the cocktail, I think as a bartender, you've done that vodka, mm-hmm. the service that it yeah. really deserves. Yes. Like, for example, like every spirit has its own DNA and, uh, you're you're not doing that you know some i feel like we can say that we know that uh, if we were if we have a bottle for example we know what went to behind making that bottle same same for you rich whatever everything you got back there you i'm sure you have like some sort of you know sentimental thing towards it that you know how hard you know there was work done to it so you don't want to take that away from them and overshadow it with with anything in in a cocktail Cause that does a disservice to, to the spirit. And so basically now going back to how we started the podcast, <laughs> all of this, all of this, we're going to go everywhere. Yeah. We're going to talk over each other. Uh, we're gonna, yeah. It's just going to be a festival of discussion. That's what it's going to be. So we basically, Eric and I got tired of talking to each other by itself, by ourselves. <laughs> yes. And we're like, you know what? Let's just start a podcast and uh, let's see if people listen. And originally the plan was a tequila podcast. There's, um, there's already a podcast that does that uh, called the Agave Social Club podcast uh, by Doug Price, and he does a great job. Yeah. yeah so we didn't want to get into his space, and we also didn't want to limit ourselves to just tequila. So we said cocktails and spirits. We could talk a lot. Uh, we could go anywhere with that. It's a much broader topic. And we started it, and you know, I messaged a couple of people if they wanted to be guests, and they were on. And before we know it, we're we're like. 55 60 episodes in at with the with what we have saved right now and we were at tells of the cocktail meeting other uh, yeah. podcasters like yourself which right now we'll get into how you got started and uh, that's where we are yeah i mean i remember a time where we were like hey are we gonna get somebody this week are we gonna be yeah. able to get and make the next episode and it's just it's, it's been a lot of support from a lot of people in the industry and we're so thankful because obviously without them and them wanting to talk to us about what they love doing as well and sharing with everybody else, we wouldn't be able to do this. And that's another reason why we decided to do the podcast. That's because we wanted to share what we love, what we were doing with our friends. Uh, Cause not me, not all the time can we hang out with them or, you know, we get together with them. So this is another way for them to also listen to what we're doing and hopefully uh, they enjoy as much as we do. Pardon the interruption. Thank you so much for listening to Fermented Adventure, the podcast. Could you do us a favor? Hit that follow button. It makes it easier for others to find us, and it helps us climb in the rankings. Take a screenshot of the podcast, post it, tag us, and let everyone know that you listen to the Fermented Adventure podcast. Now, back to our podcast. Alfonso, you just said something that has me thinking now that... You both said, you know, you just got tired of speaking to each other. I'm just wondering if Dawn got tired of talking to her about spirits and all the things that we do, uh, distillery, yeah. cideries, meaderies, wineries as well. And she said, why don't you start a podcast? And I think now we're on to something. I'm going to have to ask her, is this the reason? Yeah. Put on the spot. Well, it's funny because I, I, I know you interviewed uh, uh, Matt Petrick as well. And I, I did too. And on, on, on my podcast, he said that. His wife told him, honey, I love you, but you got to say all this to somebody else. So I think <laughs> that's I think that's all of us. Yeah, that was um, and and, and I'm sure you found um, the same experience. Matt is so fascinating. He is, and, yeah. and I think that's what comes out of interviewing people as you do a podcast. Right. Mm-hmm. You learn so much. And the more you learn, the more you want to know with with Matt. I mean, it became then we go to Latitude 29, and then I'm picking up Beach Bum Barry's book. Mm. Um, and, you know, now we're visiting tiki bars, and we're we're looking for more rum. And 
you know, now we're going to talk to kill at some point and (laughs) it opens up even more of this wormhole that you go down. And it's so fascinating. And that's what I love about, like we talked about, we met at tales. We didn't know we were going to be there at the same time. We Mm -hmm. ended up at this wonderful cocktail tasting event. And, and one thing leads to another, and it's just yeah. so much fun in this industry because like everybody is welcoming. I, I don't know too many people where you've talked and Eric, you said, hey, are we going to have a guest for this week? Dawn and I face the same thing. Everybody's busy, mm-hmm. but they always make accommodations in some way, shape or form to sit yes. down because they love and are passionate about talking about their craft and what they do. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Rich, do tell us how you know you have your podcast, The Fermented Adventure. And uh, I'd love to, we'd love to hear about how, you know, that got started. And then are you, have you been in the industry? You just basically about how you got into it. Um, Me personally, I was a chef um, and I I was an executive chef. Uh, I, I, you know, worked in restaurants. I worked behind in the kitchens. Um, At the later end, I started working in restaurant management, but I never really got behind the bar and I never really explored Mm what we do until dawn met each other and it was a really hot day in june here we were at a festival in an area in philadelphia called maniunk it was an art festival it was it was the beginning of our relationship so we didn't really know each other very well and you know you start feeling people out you know you you like each other you want to get to know each other better and we're walking along we're walking back to the car and at the bottom of this hill we see a sign, this A-frame sign. It says gin tastings with an arrow. And for those listeners that are from the Philadelphia area, Maniunk's a hilly place. And so we said, hey, do you want to go to do this? And it was back and forth. I don't know. I don't even like gin. I don't like gin either. We talk about the bad gin experiences we've had. And we still find ourselves walking up the hill. And the hill it's literally a quarter of a mile. And by the time you're done, it feels like you hike three miles up a hill. <laughs> and we get to the top and there's another sign that points another way to this. Oh no. To, to this like um, mill style building. And okay. Walter Palmer's Liberty Gym. That's what we discovered. And we open the door and there's this little small bar with four five, six seats. And behind the bar is this really interesting looking character, Walter Palmer. And he was gracious, welcomed us in. We were like, he probably felt sorry for us because we were dripping in sweat and we were panting. And (laughs) we finally get to the bar and he pours us some of this. And still today, one of the most flavorful, complex, character-filled gins that we've ever had. and. We left fans of gin. We left fans of craft gin. And the yeah. next the next weekend, we're like looking up distilleries to go to in the Philadelphia area. And um, that led to, you know, going to cideries and going to meaderies and wineries and breweries. And at some point, we decided to record or, um, you know, put a social media page out. And then... I guess to what you're saying, Dawn said, I'm tired of you talking to me about this. Somebody else. What was fun is we met Walter at uh, a recent um, one year anniversary in, at a distillery in, in Philadelphia. And uh, we met him and his wife and they're lovely people. And we got to tell him a story. And, as much as I think we promote the story, I don't know if he's ever heard it before. <laughs> so it, it was it was fun to rehash the conversation and, and our first time of going out. And, and then it's like, again, four years into the podcast, we show up at our first tales. And to me, that was so overwhelming up to it. Mm-hmm. But it, it it's still something that I keep reflecting back about and saying, I can't, you know, Tales to me, and I, I'm curious about your experience. Tales to me is like a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. And you're in line, and it's a long line. And the line is what I would equate to you have no idea what Tales is all about if you've never been. And you don't know, other than that big hill that you see on the roller coaster, what the rest of it really looks like. 
And you're getting these invitations to go to parties and tastings and events. And you get to the front of the line and then you have to make a decision. Well, do I want to sit in the front of the roller coaster or the back of the roller coaster? And to me, that was deciding what events to go to, getting Mm -hmm. the lay of the land as far as where the stuff is. And you get on this wild ride. And by the time you're halfway through, you're like, I'm never doing this again. (laughs) And then you get off and you start walking around the amusement park and you go, do you want to do that ride again? They want to do that coaster. That was a lot of fun. And that's, I think, where we're at with Tails. We we want to go back. We can't we can't wait to redo it for next year. But during it and in like five days, I don't know how long you guys were there. Five uh, days, Monday through three full days and two half days. Okay, so Monday got there Monday midday, left Friday midday. Okay, but and yeah, I mean, I agree. It's it's, I mean, you hear. I um, mean, if you're in the industry, you hear how big Tails is. And I mean, you can only imagine. And then when you get there, you're like, I didn't imagine big enough because uh, it, it's it, <laughs> it's humongous. It's humongous. And then same. I remember when uh, I was telling Lucy, I was, you know, I'm, I'm so excited, you know, uh, we're, and then we're like, oh, well, how do you get invited to these parties? And then uh, speaking to you, I'm sure you talk to them as well. Hunter and uh was hunter from tells of the cocktail and they were like and the oh. entourage i mean there was yeah, so hunter, many yeah. the there was a lot and they're like oh they'll you know they have your email address as media and they'll they'll start coming in and we remember the, the one came in which was the the kraken uh party you know the 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 boat party and then that came in and then little by little more started coming in and then there was a moment where two weeks before there was like 10 coming in per day 15 coming in and it was just never ending and they were like i know uh, it was hard to keep up at first i'm like okay well we have this one you know little little note reminder and then I, i'm like well we're booked for five already this day what are we gonna do then i create a little spreadsheet we and did then, the same thing yeah like don and i are like trying to create spreadsheets we're trying yeah. to figure out where we're supposed to be when yeah. and then you have like interviews you set up at the same time, yeah. but mm-hmm. it's crazy, right? Yeah. But it's also so well, I feel like they do a great job organizing it. Um, and I feel like that the only hard thing was uh, as a first time is you have no idea what it's like mm-hmm. now going into next year is like, I know what to expect. I know what the, how it works. I know how far things are and you just have a much better idea to attack it. And you could tell there's some people there that, you know, it's not their first time and they know how to take care of it. You know, it's really all you can drink as much as you want to drink. <laughs> and so it's like, you got to be careful. Like you said, it's about having that game plan and executing it the right way. What yep. I really enjoyed was a hearing about some of these events, tastings, parties that I did not see an invitation for and feeling like, wow, I wish I would have known about that one. And then running into people and saying, oh, just check out the Eventbrite app and you can sign up. After we did the Terramana event, we did the White Claw event. And Mm -hmm. that just came out of somebody saying, just sign up for it on Eventbrite. And it was Mm -hmm. at the hotel basically next door. And, you know, it's two days. It's it's, it's pool parties. I mean, (laughs) how bad can that be? (laughs) That's true. I learned a lot and we experienced a lot. And we met a lot of really interesting, cool people. And seeing what these distillers and these companies are doing, um, Tony Gonzalez, he was a guest of our last podcast, which has aired yesterday, Ghost Ice System. And as a bartender, Ice and what he's doing and transforming the industry with Ice and his other um items that he's doing it's but these are the things these are the conversations it's so much fun and so interesting for people like us that are fascinated by all these industry people that are that are working hard and doing it every day too absolutely i think one one thing that's super cool is like you don't you think you know about the industry and you get there and you meet someone that's doing something and you you had no idea about like you know how much like how much can be done with eyes how much can be done with certain spirits or you know just the all the different bars around the world are, are pretty awesome um it, it's just really exciting and uh, 
to be in the industry and know that there's so many options. And, you know, for example, this is, this is my career. I am a bartender. I have a mobile bartending business, and you know, this is somewhat of a hobby. But doing all this has opened up a lot of opportunities in the industry, which sometimes a lot of people don't realize how much how big of an industry it is, and how many opportunities yeah. there is for bartenders or even for you know reps. Like there's so, like there's just an enormous amount of opportunity in all of this. And it was pretty cool to see it all put together at Tales of the Cocktail. See, this is what I was saying. We don't know where this is really going to go. Because, <laughs> hey, I'm a bartender. And yeah. then you just say, oh, I also have a mobile bartending business. <laughs> Eric, you're down there. You're holding up your shirt, talking about the the logo, the brand where you've got. You've got uh, you're breaking out a bottle. We're enjoying some of this tequila. I don't know. You guys started. I started. I couldn't wait. I, I have been drinking it. Long. I've been drinking it. So this Where? is um this is Valor. Yeah, Valor. Valor I'm tequila. Sorry. See, that, no, that's my yeah, South no, no. That's my New Jersey Philadelphia <laughs> accent. We say Valor. Valor. Yeah. yeah. Valor tequila. Um, Valor tequila. It's uh I work for them, so that uh, that that's fun. Um one, one of those doors that opened up. One of those doors that opened up. Uh, based on everything and you know right now we're just trying to we're trying to take advantage of it you know um, eric is coming uh, on board too and we're you know eric is in, in in the industry but he's like coming onto the industry based on this you know hobby that we've yeah. we've we've started and uh we're just learning and meeting a lot of people you know and not not only that like meeting people and you know drinking obviously is fun but i think the the it's just never ending learning experience on so many different topics. And that's, what's really cool. Yeah. And on top of that, it's, it's not really much of a, a I don't see it much as a, a worker or anything, just because I enjoy it as much as, you know, I like sharing it with everybody else. I like learning more about it so I can just keep that knowledge uh, growing, you know, and as much people as I can uh, um, share it with, I feel like there's more uh, awareness in the industry and what I'm doing or what we're doing in general, because uh, again, there, I feel like there's still a lot of people out there that don't know uh, anything about a good cocktail or a good spirit. I, I think when they learn, and I have always discussed this and it really resonates with me, the more you learn about a cocktail of spirit, the more you appreciate it. If you learn the history of a cocktail, yeah. if you go to a distillery, it's, to me, it's it's so much more of a connection than going into a liquor store and pulling a bottle off a bar and or the shelf and and saying, hey, did I get a good deal on this? <laughs> if you've not been to the distillery or you've not been to where this is produced, you won't have the same connection. It's like I've not been to Valor. Am I still saying that right? Did I get that right? That's good. It's good. Yeah. That's good. Very yeah. good. <laughs> I've, I've not been to this distillery, but here's my connection. My connection is the both of you. My connection is you cracking open a bottle of this while we're at this event, at this luncheon tasting event. And my first experience was this is unlike any tequila I've enjoyed before. It's different. And now I re-experience it. And one of the things I keep getting on the nose, and I'm curious if you get this, um, like hot buttered movie theater popcorn. Yeah, I see it. Do you ever get yeah, that? I get, I, get, I get the buttery. I got yeah. exactly what you mean. <laughs> I mean, it's driving me nuts because I feel like there should be a movie right now. I see like, that, man. It's crunchy flavor to it, but it's a wonderful yeah. buttery nose. You get the minerality of the tequila. You do get that. I get a melon from the agave. I, I do get that, um, that that juiciness on the nose and the flavor. One of the things I finish with each time, and, and again, your experience as far as what you enjoy from this, there's this brininess that this finishes with. And it's almost like you feel like there's, it's it's the end of the day, you've been out and enjoying <laughs> summer and then you get to enjoy that that wonderful ocean breeze but it's it's filling your mouth and and that's what i really enjoy and that's that's part of their their open air fermentation process that they had where you get those, that fruitiness that you get 
Yeah, and then this is one of the reasons why I like, you know, sat like tasting from other people that it, it's different to give it to taste to people that, you know, might not drink tequila, but they also might not have experience drinking spirits, right? Like if you have experience sipping spirits, even beer, wine, you you can appreciate that you're going to find nuances and, you know, different flavors. And your description was like top notch, man. That that was really enjoyable to listen to. That that was awesome. Um, that description that you gave about the hot butter, like uh, or popcorn from. I mean, it was like as soon as you said it, and I smelled it. I'm like, oh my god, that it's right there. And so that 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 was amazing. I that was um that that was really cool. I really uh you know it was it was a great review. And um I'm gonna when I get this recording, I'm gonna send it to the the owner because she. <laughs> She's gonna be delight, uh, delighted about it, man. Well, yeah, I mean, this is wonderful. This is one of the wonderful things about just sipping, enjoying, and talking. Like, there's so much that still comes out of this. There's mm-hmm. a wonderful butterscotch to it, almost like a rum quality. I love the viscosity on this because it sits on the mouth, and you get a lot of the um, spices, um, almost like an herbaceous spice. Um, yeah. Like a ginger is back there. A thyme is in there. But it, it, like I said, there's so many layers to this tequila, yeah. and it's still unlike anything I've had before. And, uh, and, and kudos to whoever is working real hard to uh, make this happen. Yeah, and those, those spices are very mellow, too. They're not very much overbearing like some other ones. And that's one of the things I enjoy, too. And I feel this is, this is a, a, a well-balanced tequila where you get a little bit of everything that they're doing in the process. And it's I, it speaks really well to um, their... Um, their work out there yeah one thing we're gonna do uh rich is uh how much tequila have you sipped before uh I mean, how, in terms of gallons i mean no, no. How, <laughs> how, how into tequila are you right now like at your home bar and you, you know what's really interesting it's it's funny because i think with what we do we run in cycles yeah. and i say that because last uh february we were at CiderCon in chicago so we found ourselves for the next, and, and we love cider, but we found ourselves drinking a lot of cider. Um, then we have mead con. So we're drinking a lot of mead. And then we go to uh, bar con in Brooklyn. So we're drinking all kinds of spirits. So where I would tell you is we've got like, it's not just tequila. It's, it's a rebel spirits. It's the Revila. Um, and I, I wish I wasn't blanking on that. I wish I had the bottle somewhere that I can. Re- oh, Cardenche. Um, Cardenche, which is not an agave. It's not a mezcal. It's its its own thing. Um, it comes from its own plant. So it's not just tequila, but these wonderful Mexican um, spirits, the, the terroir, yeah. the provenance, things that are coming from it. But I will tell you, um, you know, tequila is something I'm still everything. Rum, yeah. tequila, vodka bourbon we're all still learning i I, i'm never gonna say i've had enough or i know enough i feel like one of the cool things and i tell eric i like to have i enjoy as much as we love you know mezcal and tequila i prefer to have not not prefer because it's gonna sound bad i love our guests that are agave based because they're amazing and they're you know uh it's easier to talk to because we understand the spirit but some of our favorite episodes are when we have no idea what it is because we're just going to be learning because we're going to be learning and it's all just new knowledge and it's excitement to try whatever they're talking about. And that's uh, like right now, you mentioned a couple things, spirits that you know I'm not familiar with. And I'm sure uh, Eric might not be yeah. familiar with them either. No. But, you know, if we had a chance to try them, we would, you know, we'd love to. And, you know, I'm sure we would enjoy it as well. I already wrote down here my notes. I can look it up later. Yeah. <laughs> What's that, Eric? I already wrote down here my notes. I can look it up later. All right. Um, Cardenche makes us so yeah. tall. And I wanted to clarify that. And again, it's oh, so okay, cool. Yep. And um, to your point, I love mezcal. I love there's not anything I can honestly say that I wouldn't try and, and have not enjoyed that I wouldn't go back and continue to learn about and um, discover. Yeah. And, you I, know, I, it, I was going to say within a couple of weeks while we get organized, we're going to send you a nice uh, lineup of samples of different tequilas to to try so we could take you through like a, oh, yeah. a tasting <laughs> a, a tasting of all the different nuances and distilleries and aging expressions it'll be cool you can threaten me i don't mind i don't care 
<laughs> you know, we'll, 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 what we'll do is this will become Cocktails and Spirits podcast. And for Minute Adventure, yeah, yeah. this could become an ongoing series <laughs> where we just keep sending each other stuff back and forth. Um, you know, we've got a wonderful rye whiskey heritage here with Maryland, New York, Pennsylvania. And, um, you know, some of the producers in Kentucky are, are in Tennessee, Indiana, building building yeah. out some great rye programs. But, hey, we'll send you out some rye. You send us tequila. You know, who knows what's going to end up coming those samples in a box. It'll be fun. <laughs> we won't complain, yeah. right, Eric? Well, not, oh, not at all. Yeah. Uh, all right. Talk I, about... I feel... Go ahead, Eric. I, I feel like in my experience uh, from just, you know, tasting different types of spirits, that there truly is one spirit in in each type of uh, 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 line, whether if it's bourbon, uh, whiskey, uh, tequila, uh, cognac, uh, gin, uh, vodka, there is something for every person. It's just a matter of finding it because uh, although I, I feel like some people try whiskey for the first time or uh, tequila for the first time or mezcal for the first time, like, oh, no, it's not for me. Maybe that bottle wasn't just for you. You just have to find the right tequila or the white whiskey or the white gin to open up your your uh, your palate to open up those those uh, those flavors that you're missing out on because there is something for everybody and that's one thing that I like about sharing and I, I tell this to Alfonso all the time. My favorite thing when I share with friends and family is I can see that one person in that corner was like, "Whoa, what 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 is this? This is amazing." And all that right there, that experience there just makes it so worth my, my me sharing with everybody else. So with the Valor and what they're doing, are they producing any barrel finishes right now? Are there other expressions or is the one that you've shared with me their one expression right now? So right now, the only one on the market is the Blanco, but we did get, we just had an event with them and we did try the <laughs> Reposado. Uh, and uh, that one is coming this fall. So they are, and there is some, there is some añejo barreled, and it just needs a couple more months for it to, to, you know, to hit that añejo mark, which is twelve months and above, twelve months to up to three years, but usually twelve months, and then uh, that's gonna come out in sometime next year. So they they are working on it, but right now just the blanco. Yeah, and if you if you like that buttery flavor on this one, just wait till you try the reposado. Yeah, it's good. I'm going to sit patiently waiting. I'll be here. <laughs> you, you talk about, look, this is something you you believe in, you're passionate about, you've connected with. How did the relationship with Valor come to be? We were on a trip. We were on our last trip to Tequila, and we were at um, uh, the distillery where they make it, which is called uh, Casa Atanasio. They make another tequila called uh, Atanasio. And uh, we're just chatting and then they, they said, you know, there's a new brand coming out soon. Here's the and they, they snuck out the name because nothing had been revealed. They're like, because we're good. We've been visited them a couple of times. I hung out with them over here when they visited. So they're like, oh, val- Valor. And then don't tell nobody. <laughs> don't tell nobody. And then I looked up. the. They had an Instagram. I was easily able to trace who the owner was. And then one thing <laughs> that I had been waiting was to. The right opportunity. Like I want to get into the industry as a rep. I want to, as much as I like bartending, uh, the the goal is to eventually not bartend anymore, either just be a bar manager, bar director somewhere and have my mobile bartending and hopefully work with a brand or, you know, just work with a brand because that could be a whole career in its own. Regardless, I was, but I can't apply somewhere as a full time. I have to find a small brand that's coming up and hopefully they bring me on in a as a part-time role. And I just like I mean I send emails what's the worst that can happen? They they say no or they ignore it. And it's just going to be my ego that gets hurt maybe. <laughs> but uh, uh, I sent out a message to her and uh you know it, she liked it. It went well. Uh Christiana uh and uh here we are, you know, she told me I'd love to have you on a couple months later and I'm part of the team. It's it it's finally out and we're just working to try and bring it into new new places new uh retailers new restaurants and that that's part of the job it's fun 
All right. So you got mobile bartending, bartender. I do too much, man. Uh, you've got to <laughs> talk about this clothing line. I mean, what Eric. what's going on with the clothing line? Go ahead, Eric. So we had just visited Tequila for the second time. Uh, and it actually was there during that time where we found out about Valor. Uh, so we came back to the States and we were talking about, you know, all the stuff that we brought in, all the bottles that we brought in and, uh, you know, how much trouble it took for us to get through customs. <laughs> so it's three of us. It's Eric yeah. and another friend, Saul, and he's Saul. He's, on, he's on Instagram, but he doesn't even care to uh, make a post. He is uh, anti-social. <laughs> I just have it to keep up and that's it. So, uh, but, so three of us got together that night and then what yeah. happened? Yeah, so we're talking about, and we we actually ended up buying some T-shirts from some of the distilleries that we have there, and we were like, wait. I go, isn't it funny that unless you actually visit these distilleries, like there's no presence out here in the States. You can't go to a website or a place to buy these T-shirts. And we're like, well, you know, what what if we started our own brand that's, uh, uh, that's, you know, based off Agave? And... um, you know what? What if what if we you know uh, start this brand in hopes that we can you know collaborate with some of these brands in, in the future? Uh, but you know, and that that's kind of where that started. And then you know uh, we, the the idea started rolling, and one thing that's another, just like same thing like the podcast, and, and just just like you know uh, the uh, sampling tequila and uh, um, and uh, cocktails with Alfonso, it just and ended up lining up to what we were doing and it just took off and we got support from a lot of people and it was it's been, it's been a great journey and it's been exciting and uh so far we're uh getting ready to do our, our second launch now that we're also excited about we're uh bringing out uh, uh five more new designs and it's just it's just been a, a crazy crazy adventure yeah you can't give me find, how do people find the shirts so they can order it's, uh, is there an online presence yeah, we have an Instagram yes. and it's Agave Threads Co. And then it right there is the link to the website, agavethreadsco.com. But yeah, it just, um, I can't get an idea. That's the problem with me. I have issues. I can't get an idea. <laughs> and if it sounds good and I do a little research and it checks out, it, it's a done deal. Like, you know, and I'm very, uh, I'm very proactive. I'm, I know I'm annoying. I know I've annoyed Eric probably with multiple text messages and, uh, Saul as well. No, no, man. Uh, and but it, it, I have fun with it. They have fun with it, and then the end result is 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 pretty awesome. Um, we have ten designs. To, we we launched the first five designs, and the first launch, and now we uh, they're printing ten our full ten designs that we had right off the bat. Uh, we have one mezcal brand that you know they liked our stuff, and we're making T-shirts for them. We have another mezcal brand that hopefully uh, we'll get that rolling soon. And that that's the goal to be able to make because um, there's so many passionate, you know, just like we're passionate about it. There's a lot of passionate uh, fans of, you know, the industry, the agave, tequila, mezcal industry that would love yeah. to be able to wear a shirt. Each design somehow, you know, represents part of the industry. I don't know which one Eric has on right now, but uh, it, I have the, the burro. You want to turn around? Maybe Rich can see it real <laughs> yeah, quick. See it. <laughs> but so you, you know, it? Right. Oh, cool. yeah. Turn, yeah. So the, the, the uh, sometimes a bro, it's a burrow. Yeah. So sometimes uh, it's hard to get into the agave fields to to bring back those agaves from the you know from the field. So they use uh, uh, burros, you know, donkeys to bring back. Um, to bring back those agaves so they're, they're very important towards the industry and we thought it'd be cool to put on a t-shirt and you know it's 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 a great t-shirt people like it and uh we will say we have a high quality t-shirt so we <laughs> want to put out a great we want to put out a great product and i feel like that's what we've done and we're just going to continue to go as uh, do it as much as we can to uh you know it, it's cool it's nice to see people wear your shirts yeah, and that's another form of us expressing what we love to do and we want to share with everybody. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, it shows in our designs and uh, uh, in our logo and everything that we're going to bring out. When I, I'm like, we met Alfonso mm-hmm. and Eric. I'm, th- this is just, we, we make friends everywhere. I mean, yeah. it's this is 
so much fun just to be able to introduce what you're doing and have, you know, the, the fermented adventure listeners learn, but, you know, even the listeners of your podcast who may not know the full story or may have missed some of the details of the story, they get to learn more about the both of you. And it becomes an even deeper connection. And what happens is we're not strangers now, we're friends. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, we're connected by this love of somebody taking the time to harvest something and ferment something and distill something and put it in a bottle. So the three of us can just be present and enjoy it. And sure. I don't know, you know, it just, to me, sometimes I feel like, wow, this is, this is a life experience and I'm blessed and I'm grateful for it. I really am. Yeah, absolutely. It it is uh for sure. pretty cool how something like, you know, something a lot of people just see as a as a party thing, alcohol, you know, or, or as a night to go get drunk, which whatever, you know, to each their own. Right. But we see it as something else um like uh, as a connection, like a connection to those making it, a connection to those who you're drinking with, uh, and a connection to those who you want to share what you've learned. Like Eric said, he, there's nothing he enjoys more than sharing and being able to see the reaction. And it's just about getting them to connect and then they're open minded. And then you got another friend that, you know, is on board and you're talking together <laughs> about it. And uh, I feel like that's how any hobby and every hobby starts. And that's how there's so many groups of certain niche things. And for us, it just happens to be, you know, in this case, almost anything alcohol. Yeah, and I can tell you how many people tell me that, you know, they hate meeting me and me introducing them to uh, tequila and to because uh, <laughs> it's expensive <laughs> to whiskey and bourbon. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it does become costly. And um, every time uh, Dawn and I talk about we go somewhere and I say, look, I'm not buying anything, but now I just um, uh, I, yeah. I purchased some more shelving wood. So now I've got some more space. Um, we're, uh, we're running out of space, but I'll keep making space because, again, you find these um, you find these gems, and you want to take home that experience, or you want to recreate and enjoy that experience again. And like you know, we talk about, this is this is what we enjoy. This is our hobby. This is what we do. This is fun. And I'm sure there are quite a few listeners that you know have these these wonderful you know con- collections that they look at and say. I remember when I first had this, or I remember who I shared this with. And I remember when I went there, like you, like when you talk about going to this distillery and meeting the distillers and they're saying, we have this new line. It's not out yet. And wow, that's just one of a kind, right? Yeah, absolutely. You just make that connection and you, you remember, um, I, I guess in a way it's biased based on your experience. But it, it, most of the time, it's such a great experience that, you know, you, I don't know how to say <laughs> it, but sometimes, but it's just a wonderful experience that you're able to connect with those making it or those who you're sharing with that, it, you know, it makes it fun. I mean, and it's kind of hard not to have a good experience because you're going there for specific reason because you're already interested into to that distillery or that that spirit. So um, unless you're being dragged there, I, I, <laughs> I don't see a way that it cannot be a great experience unless something really bad happens there. I wish someone yeah, would drag me right. I, I wish uh, someone would drag me right now to the distillery. That'd be great. <laughs> well, anytime you want, a, you know, a, 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 another group of people to join you when you're down in tequila and you're doing your experience, that would be fun to to link up as well. Yeah, um, man. We yes. try to go once a year. Um, okay. And a lot of people tell us, you know, let us know next time. And you know, you know, some people are like, yeah, you know, they, they just say that. But <laughs> this next time we go, we will tell people. And if they want to hop on, you know, it's gonna it, we it, we always have a good time, and we know that anyone that would go would have a good time as well. It's always a benefit to have somebody that gives you a little bit of that back door. Um, that that back of the house kind of a thing, right? Mm-hmm. That that the hidden. Like I know this place like the back of my hand kind of thing where you're saving time and you're getting to the best stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like, you know, eating the filling out of the Oreo, if that's something you do. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So is there anything we haven't talked about today on with this? This is well, the time has flown by. So it has far. flown by. Yeah. Oh, it just, yeah. Uh, it has. 
I'm like, damn. Um, not much. You know, we just, uh, you know, all the fermented adventure listeners. You know, if you want to add another podcast to most podcasters have a ton of podcasts on their, you know, their library. But if you want to, you know, take another one on, you know, come check us out in Cocktails and Spirits. And then likewise, I'll tell our listeners uh, from Cocktail and Spirits, uh, check out Fermented Adventure. Check out some of his episodes, which are awesome as well. And now you got another podcast. So now you don't have to wait. What what days do you release? Uh, Tuesdays. See, you listen to us on Monday. Okay. You listen to his Tuesday. <laughs> Now you got there Monday, you go. Tuesday covered. <laughs> now you you guys are awesome, and uh, your your perspective, your take on things, it, it's enjoyable, and it's I learn, and you know, but but now we get to do this together, and this is yeah. even yeah. I, I, this is this has exceeded my expectations. It has. <laughs> You're saying, man, it's been a, it's been a ton of fun, and like you said, it'd be cool to do it. Um, you know often like a little series of you know, we could send each other things or just you know yeah be cool just talk of what we're doing and what we're i'm sure <laughs> within the time frame we both of us each of us will Let's have learned sharing. something new that we want to share yeah i'll yeah. tell you i you know again well this is like hey oh we we ended the recording but we're going to talk some more and uh no i think it'll be fun to like share some things that you know don't label don't tell what it is and you know, then we can talk about the history or talk about whatever it is as we taste through it. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Down. Count us in. Yep. Well, for the both of you, Alfonso and Eric, thanks for being a friend of Fermented Adventure. And for those listeners of Cocktails and Spirits podcast, thanks for being new friends. This is just, like I said, this has been a treat. Now I'm going to go talk to Zeroff. And uh, <laughs> we'll talk to each other again soon. Yeah, Sounds good, well, Rich. Thank, thank you, man. Yeah, thanks for having us. And it was a pleasure. Uh, also knowing you know, your your adventure and your journey into this rabbit hole with us. <laughs> and you're four years in, man. That's awesome. We hope to be four years <laughs> yeah. in as well. So props to you. That's awesome. And, uh, you know, uh, hopefully four more. Cheers to you, your time, and Cheers. just the experiences we get to have every day. Likewise. Cheers. 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 Cheers.